Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am your host, Shelby Rhodes. Today, I am going to share an expanded version of a conversation I shared over on TikTok, um, as well as actually, I think I reposted this one to Instagram because it was one that was really a revelation for me, was a, oh my God, moment. And it all started with the fact that for Halloween, I decided I wanted to be Maleficent. And I think that was like the spark and the thread that made me have this aha moment. But a lot of us have kind of come to the realization that the Disney princess movies we grew up with and we meaning millennials. So for me, I'm 31. I I grew up watching Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, um, Beauty and the Beast, Alice in Wonderland, like Those are the Disney movies I'm talking about that I grew up with, and they might not all be Disney. I'm just thinking that they're Disney. I'm not really good at pop culture. If you know me, you know that I grew up with like two channels on TV, so I I confuse celebrities, pop culture, all the things all the time. Anyways, I digress. So I had this aha moment. So a lot of us essentially grew up with those those movies, um, and I think millennials and Gen Z specifically grew up with these movies. And a lot of us have had the conversation that these princesses have been kind of the damsels in distress. There wasn't a lot of diversity. Like, I'm really happy they're changing their tune, right? You look at Moana and Encanto and all these different movies that are coming out now that are more empowering from a female perspective, but also there's more diversity in other things, right? So so it's exciting the shift that's that's coming and I want to focus on like the fact that that's a really positive thing but there is a programming that occurred from us watching these movies in two ways not just the fact that the women uh the princesses were these damsels in distress that needed saving or were these um thinking of Beauty and the Beast these really sweet docile women who were there to save um from an emotional standpoint the male it This wasn't the only programming in these movies, you guys. The aha revelation that I had was the fact that the villains in the majority of these movies were women in power or women with powers. So hang with me here. If you've already heard this, I have more to say about this. That's really important, I think, for us to hear. But go back and, you know, I'm being Maleficent for for Halloween, which I love the remake of Maleficent, the extended story. I love that Cruella is, you know, the new Cruella with, um, this is how how good I am. I'm like that actress who I like, I don't know, something Emma Stone. I could be fucking wrong. And that's embarrassing. Anyways, I it it doesn't actually matter. The new Cruella that came out is very much so rewriting the story of how Cruella came to be. Maleficent is rewriting the story of how Maleficent came to be. So I love that they're rewriting these stories. But if you look at Sleeping Beauty, Maleficent was the evil witch. If you look at, um, Alice in Wonderland, the queen of hearts, the woman in power was the evil queen. If you look at Snow White, evil queen. If you look at, um, Alice, I said Alice in Wonderland already. Um, Ariel, the little mermaid, Ursula, evil. I don't know if she was a queen or not. It's been a long time. So the point of this is, and even in Beauty and the Beast, while, um, Gaston, Gastoff, Gaston, whatever his name is, was definitely the villain. There was also the evil witch who put the beast to 
sleep, I think. I'm, I, you guys, I could be wrong about the context of some of these, but you get that there is a theme, right? That the women who were vilified in these movies were one, queens who had power, or two, witches who had powers. And what I think is really interesting about this is that witches have been vilified for so many decades, so many millennia, years, centuries, I don't actually know, it's fine, that we're afraid of not only women who are in power, but women who have powers. And I was sharing this with my TikTok audience and I got a really interesting comment. And we know on the TikToks, it kind of reaches a, a wide variety of people. It kind of hits accounts that don't necessarily know you. But someone put a comment on the this post that I made essentially and said, well, power corrupts. And gave me a bunch of context for it. I didn't really honestly read through the whole thing because I, I didn't care to. Um, <laughs> and I get a lot of comments, so it's hard for me to keep up with all of them. So I think they added more and I have no idea what they were. But I, I, the, all I replied was that's a really interesting perspective. Because if we, we think about the way that we've been programmed, we have been programmed, especially as women, to think that there's something wrong with having power. And you may be like, uh-uh, Shelby, <laughs> I am, oh, I, I, I worked through that programming. I am so here for women in power. I'm so here for la, la, la. Absolutely same. And also you have to pay attention and notice if there is ever a moment where you maybe judge a woman a little bit more than you would judge a man for talking about her financial success. Because I, I guarantee there are moments where that's there, especially if you grew up in this era. If you have ever judged a woman for, you know, deciding to climb the corporate ladder instead of settling down and having a family. Oh, she wants power. She doesn't want, you know, whatever it is. If you've ever judged a woman who speaks her truth and stands tall in her conviction and in her voice. If you've ever said she's too aggressive for a woman that stands up for herself. If you've ever thought, wow, she's um, <laughs> too much. Because power isn't just monetary and career, although those are two very popular forms of power that we want to think of. It's also the power that we hold within us. Do we use our voice? Do we speak our truth? And do we judge other women for speaking their truth, holding power, you know, stating when, you know, being confrontational? Are we judging other women for doing these things? Because those are all the tiny programs that came from this era. This time frame we grew up in watching these movies that subliminally were telling us that women who had power or women who had powers were evil and they would turn into villains. And this power corrupts concept, I want to break it down because I think a lot of us on the podcast realize that power only amplifies who we are, right? Like there are a lot of examples of powerful people who have been corrupt, but they were likely corrupt before the power came along. And they use that power to manipulate. I, I don't know why, but like Hitler comes up in my brain as one of those people who really use power in a very dark way. Do I think the power corrupted him? No, I think he was corrupted. He had a perspective that wasn't a healthy perspective and used power to spread that. Whereas I think about one of the most powerful people in history, whether you're religious or not, Jesus had powers, right? 
talk about him being able to walk on water and multiply loaves and had these incredible powers, but was one of the most pure souls. So does power really corrupt or does it just simply reveal who we are? And at times, yes, power can take hold of the ego. But I think when we're on the path of wanting to be of service, we will have our ego be checked along the way. I've had moments on this journey where I've been very powerful and my ego has taken over and I've had to take a step back and say, mm, I'm, I'm operating out of ego. Yes, absolutely. There are moments that I'm definitely not proud of where power kind of took hold and created more of an ego monster. But my, my heart wants to be of service and wants to be pure. So is it really the power that's corrupting or are these things just coming to the surface to be cleared? I think you all probably like are here with me where we, we on this podcast a lot, um, talk about we want more women in power. We want more good-hearted people in power. So I don't think the power corrupts. I don't think that women who are have these you know incredible businesses, incredible success, incredible missions, I don't think there's anything negative about that. And I think all of you would agree with that. But can we check our programming around this and how it influenced us? Because I know for me, it's not so, so much about other people. It's about myself. And this is what I really wanted to bring to you guys is how many times have you gotten close to a breakthrough um, where you've maybe had monetary success, maybe you've spoken your truth, maybe you've um, stood up for yourself in a boardroom, whatever it is, and then you get home that night and you're like, oh my gosh, was I too much? Was I too aggressive? Was I too greedy? Did I, was was I being too much, right? And I don't think it's that we're too much. I think it's we've been trained to think that anytime we speak our truth or anytime that we do uh, have power, there's something bad about it. So can you check yourself on this path so that we're not creating these scenarios where we start to see success and then we, we sabotage it and make it come crumbling down because we've been programmed to believe that there's something wrong with women in power. And the second conversation that I wanted to stem off with this is something I think I've shared on the podcast before, but I think it's, it's so important. And I did share a follow-up TikTok on it of women with money because this programming runs so deep. Uh, I had a great example of this last, about this time last year, actually. So I moved out to Colorado um, this time last year and sh- several months after I, I moved here, I had someone come out to visit me who's also a female. This is, this is important to the story. And I had just had Melanie Ann Lair on the podcast. And I was so excited because I had her on the podcast. And right around that same time that I had her on the podcast, I watched her hit her first million dollar month. And I was ecstatic. I was like, oh my God, there are women who are creating these, this type of wealth for themselves. There are women who are creating this kind of impact. There are women who are this successful. That's incredible. And I shared this excitement with this friend, this family member, this, this person who came to visit me. And I was on top of the world because I, I thought, how is this even possible? Not even how, it's, how is it possible, but can we celebrate this together that there are women who are this successful? And I shared it with her. And her response went something like this. Well, Shelby, is that really sustainable for her? Can she actually maintain something like that? And in, in the time, I'm not sure how I responded, but, but I have two things to say about this. Number one, does it actually matter? 
Does it actually matter if she could maintain million dollar months every month from there on out? No. Think about what you would do with a million dollars in a month when you could create other streams of revenue for yourself, right? If I had a million dollar month or when I have a million dollar month, I know that I will be investing that into other ways to create more revenue for myself so that I can have and hold more power so I can do more good in the world. So that I can give back to things that I want to. You guys, you have no idea how badly I want to save like all the little pities in the world. (laughs) I will find a way one day. It will happen. I will have a sanctuary on a big plot of land with 12 pities maybe. We'll see what happens. Or at least find a way to give to people who don't have the resources to think about vet bills. When I got Dolly, I had like $4,000 worth of vet bills right off the bat. So people who don't have the resources to put that kind of money into an animal, but do want to be caretakers, can I, can I create something like that? Oh yes, absolutely. But I, I, I need, the reality is I need more resources in order to be of that kind of service. But when I create those million dollar months, when I create my first one, it doesn't matter if I can maintain it. I'm definitely going to be using that to put it into more streams of revenue for myself. And even if I didn't, even if I blew every last penny of that million dollars, who the fuck cares? I created a million dollars. If I did it once, I can definitely do it again. Um, I think about when I thought $8,000 months were such a big stretch, right? I was like, oh my gosh, that's so much. And now it's like $8,000 is... normal. I'm it's I'm recording this halfway through October and I've already hit 7200 for the month. And that doesn't feel like a stretch or a big deal. It no longer feels like a crazy thing. Right? So if she did it once, she can do it again because it starts to normalize that frequency in her field and that's this conversation for another time. But can we Stop judging or putting these stories of there's something wrong with a woman in power because I guarantee if a man did it, it wouldn't have been the same conversation. I, I guarantee it. I just know it. It would have been like, oh, that's really cool that you got to have a conversation with someone who has a successful business. But the fact that a woman did it, oh, can she maintain that? Can she handle that much power? Does it matter if she can? Can we celebrate other people who are in power and have success, who have good hearts? Let's do that. Hey guys, I'm going to take a quick break in the episode to drop a few announcements that you definitely want to know about. I have some specials coming up for Black Friday in Black Friday alone. So this is important because there are so many of you who've been wanting to come to retreats, hint, hint, um, and also want to get into Quantum Healing Academy, which starts in January. There are going to be a couple specials that are running and for Black Friday only, specifically for a retreat I have coming up next summer. I have never dropped a retreat since my first one at this price point. And again, it is only that Friday that you're going to be able to sign up. So put a notification in your phone right now. Let me look at the dates. November 25th, the day after, um, I think they, did they call it something other than Thanksgiving? I'm not sure. Um, the day after that, US, 
so November 25th, I will be dropping a retreat at a very discounted price point with multiple payment options that are below 100 bucks a month. Mark your calendars, okay. The second thing I wanna say about this is it made me actually really sad because I had a conversation with um, Cassie. If you guys don't know Cassie, um, she owns The Wandering Wagon and Wild Social Micro Weddings with her friend Mal. And she's one of my good friends. We actually moved out here to Colorado together the first time. And she is an incredible human being. <laughs> she teaches me so much. And we were talking about women and money um, one weekend and she was sharing with me, she was like, you know the reason why we as women were made to feel like we shouldn't talk about our finances or that we should be humble and not talk about what are, you know, what are we making at our careers was so that back in the day, women and people of color could be paid a lower salary. And it was hush hush because no one was supposed to talk about how much money they were making. No one was supposed to disclose how much money they were making because if the women all knew that they were making a dollar an hour less than all the men back in the day. That was a lot of money. Then you can no longer discriminate. If the people of color knew that they were making $2 less than all the white people, then they could no longer discriminate. So how far back does the, all of this programming go? And what is the reason that we're really actually, that we actually feel we should be humble? that we actually feel we shouldn't talk about our finances, that we actually feel like we shouldn't disclose information, right? What's the real reason? I don't think it's because we're, it's, it's, you know, polite. I think it's a, it's a form of control. Because if women know that, oh, Shelby's making $7,000 as an entrepreneur when she's making four as a dietitian, well, she can do it. Fuck, I could do it. She's making eight ten a month. Doing whatever the fuck I want to do. I was thinking about it. I was like, I'm sitting on my chair earlier today recording TikToks. I'm like, this is literally what I do for my, my this is what I do. This, like, how is this my life? How, how is this my life? Yes. Do I have multiple streams of income? Absolutely. I do Rover, like full transparency. It's not all through my, just my business. My business is a big part of it. It's not all through my business. I Rover. I do an event or two with Cassie every month. I won't this winter, but regardless, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. And when I don't want to do something, I don't do it. And that's possible for anyone else who wants to create, who's willing to do the, put in the work, right? Because it's not just deciding you're going to be an entrepreneur and blah, blah, blah. I've done a lot of work on myself and within my business to hold the power I hold now. But we got to stop being afraid of it. Because there's a lot of people over the years who, who have had power and it has been a corrupt form of power because they haven't had good intentions going into it. Y'all have good intentions. You have good hearts. We got to use those good hearts to create more good in the world. And we can only do that when we hold power and money and resources and have a voice. So I hope this is helpful for you guys. Um, 
it is something I'm very passionate about, clearly. If you have any thoughts on it, I'd love to hear it. Otherwise, if you have not yet, please do rate, review, subscribe to the show, you guys. This is how the message gets out there. This is how more people find out about the show. This is how when people are scrolling for podcasts, they say, oh, this one has this many reviews. Let me tune in and listen. And you can leave a review on iTunes. That's the best way. I know like 90% of you listen on iTunes per my statistics. So I would really appreciate if you have not, please leave a review. Um, It's super helpful for me getting this message out and impacting more people and inspiring more people. So I love y'all and catch you in the next episode.